Yeah, I went hunting once. Shot the deer in the leg. Had to kill it with a shovel. Took about an hour. Why do you ask? Hey everybody, I love that. That's an outtake or a, a deleted scene from the from the office. And there's a, if you so it was never in an episode, but it's in the deleted scenes, and it's an episode where Michael Scott is supposed to lay somebody off, and he doesn't know who to let go, and the staff doesn't know who's going to get let go, but they all know somebody's going to get it by the end of the day, and so they're all jockeying for position. He doesn't know who to let go. He's so indecisive. So at some point, the quote unquote interviewer in the office ask him if he has ever been deer hunting. And that was his response. Yeah, I get it. Graphic. That's probably why it was a deleted scene. It was too much to put into people's minds. But I share it today because this abbreviated episode of the Love Monday podcast is all about layoffs. A lot of people have gone through these in the last couple of years. A lot of people are still going through them. And today I heard of a reduction in force at yet another company. And if you're not familiar with the term reduction in force, it's a fancy name for a layoff. Um, It's the lipstick we put on the pig that is a layoff. Um, It's a layoff. And, And we're letting people go. We're impacting people's lives. And typically companies screw it up. They really do. And managers screw it up. And layoffs are always a management failure. I I say this all the time and people sometimes challenge me on it and they try to give me an example of when it wasn't a management failure because it's usually they were the manager that went through a layoff and they're saying, well, this wasn't my fault. The company came and told me I had to do this. Well, the company came and told you that you had too many people on your team and you were not running as lean as you need to. That was your fault and you should have figured that out before. And I'm going to talk about, if you're a manager listening to this, how you can avoid that. I'm going to even give you a tool to help you avoid a future layoff um, that will that will give you all of the firepower you need that when your senior leader comes to you and says, well, you got to let somebody go on your team, you'll be able to say, I can't. And if I do, we're going to have a business failure. I can't spare anybody on my team because we're going to get you operating at such a lean place that you won't be able to do that. But that's where we're going. So I, I heard about this layoff. And I've been through lots of these. I worked for a company for about 20 years that would do a layoff every year. And this is how they would just get, it was, a, it was how they would go into the new fiscal year in a good financial position. So they would let a few people go every year. And the first time I went through this, um, I decided I didn't ever want to go through it again. And so we'll, we'll talk about that. But, but this company that did this layoff that I heard about today they did everything wrong. Um, it was super cringy to hear about. Um, it was cringy because it took two days for them to do this dirty deed. And in terms of the anxiety it caused for the people in the company, this dirty deed was not done dirt cheap. Why did it take two days? Because they only had two HR people to execute the layoffs and they had many people to go through and it just took two days to do it. You don't do that. You bring whoever you need to. You hire temp HR people. You bring them from other organizations and you do this thing in two hours or less. That's what you do. So they didn't do that. They spread it over two days. And you know what? Nobody saw it coming. There was no announcement. In fact, the CEO of this company has still not addressed it. And it's been over a week since this, since this went down. Horrible, horrible. 
So you don't do that. You don't take two days. You do it in two hours. And you know what else? You don't spread it over months and say, we're doing a layoff now and we got another one in two months. That is poor leadership whenever that happens. But we'll talk about that too. So there was no announcement. People just started to get walked away from their desks, never to return. And it even took a while for the rest of the employees to even figure out what was going on. So this is why I went back to this episode of The Office because that's what this reminded me of. And I wanted to get that soundbite from that. It's a lot like that episode of The Office. Yeah, no, I shot a deer in the leg and, you know, had to kill it with a shovel. That's, that's what they do when they spread this over such a long period of time. There is a reason why the Gallup organization, after a lot of research, determined that 82% of managers aren't fit for their jobs. It's because companies choose the wrong person for the job 82% of the time. And not everyone can be a manager. It's a skill set you're born with. It's not something you can learn. You can learn leadership because you can be a leader from lots of different positions. Um, you can be a leader from wherever you sit. Leadership is different. Management and management of people is something very rare. And only one in 10 people have the rare combination of talents to be a great manager. And 82% of them are not of the, of the ones that we have out there currently. So it's though it's regrettable that a, a layoff ever has to happen, some organizations handle it as well as can be expected. Others do not have a clue what they're doing about anything really, but specifically about layoffs. So I want to share, first of all, the top reasons um, managers and leaders in organizations fuck up a layoff. Sorry, if you wanted to hear a bleep version, I should have, I should have shared uh, that in, in advance. I don't have a bleep version. If you need a bleep version of this podcast, you got to go listen to another podcast because every once in a while, I'm going to let the true me out. But these are the top reasons leaders, okay, screw up a podcast. First of all, they see people as a threat. Do not coldly walk them out the door with no warning. That is poor performance as a manager and as a leader. When I got unceremoniously booted 10 years ago now, it's 10 years ago this month, I got walked out the front door into the snow and had to trudge around the back of the building to get to my car. Why couldn't I just go back through the building? They could have even escorted me. What in the world would I have done? Did I have, did I have materials to start a fire? Did I have explosives? No, I didn't. I just wanted to not walk through the snow to get to my car after you have just told me after 20 years, you're out with no warning. Yeah, so don't do that. Don't see people as a threat because they aren't. They are never a threat. You've, if, if you treat people that way in a layoff, it's because you've watched too much television and you've heard of one case in a billion where somebody did something to your to your systems or your software. And really, with backups, you, be, you resolve that issue in a couple of hours if you've got any sort of data security. So don't see people as a threat because they aren't. Number two, companies and organizations force people into non-compete agreements in order to get a severance agreement. This is bad advice. This is advice from a paranoid lawyer who's, again, watched too much television. Don't limit people as to who they can work for when you're sending them out the door. That is just unethical and it's bad legal advice. What are they going to do? First of all, if, if you're afraid they're going to steal your customers, then you're letting go of somebody you shouldn't be letting go. If your customers love that person so much, you're going to lose your customers because you just let go of that person. 
So non-compete agreements are stupid, they're unethical, and they ought to be illegal, but they're not, but don't do that. I had to sign one of those to get the severance agreement I had for two years. They gave me several months of severance, but I couldn't work for a competitor for two years. I didn't try to, but I probably would not have lived up to that agreement. I would let them come after me if they wanted to. Um, and so, yeah, I would give you that advice. Make them try and come after you. Um, but don't, don't do this if you're an organization. Don't force them into non-compete agreements. Number three, the th number three thing that companies do to screw up these layoffs is they spread the layoff out over a long period. Now, this company spread it out over two days. Inhumane, horrible. But I've heard of companies recently that say, do, do a layoff and then they say, well, we got another wave coming in two months or three months. Don't be chicken shit. Do the work. If you're the leadership of that organization, you know you got to let people another wave of people go in two months. Why can't you figure out, do the math on that so that you can do it all at the same time? And if you can't figure it out until two months from now, don't let anybody go and let them all go on the same day two months from now. Don't be... Don't be chicken. Don't be, don't do the lazy way. It's just lazy to do layoffs in waves like that. It's lazy. Number four, the number four thing leaders and managers and organizations do to screw up a layoff. They are not there for their people in the aftermath. So for the people who don't get laid off, you got to be there. After one of these layoffs, I heard of one senior leader. I heard one senior leader saying, he was hiding out in his office until all the bad energy blew over. You're the cause of the bad energy. Ask yourself what a real leader would do in this situation and then get out there and be among the people and talk to them and resolve their concerns. This isn't about you. You don't get to be sad or fearful about this. You should have processed your feelings about this already. And if you didn't, your feelings don't, don't matter anymore. They have to wait. Your team comes first. So that is what... That is the, those are the four things that I see that organizations and their leaders and their managers screw up in frequently in layoffs. Now, how do you avoid a layoff? I'm going to tell you a little story about my history with a company who would do layoffs every year to trim down for the fiscal year. First time I had to go through this, it was traumatic. I didn't want to let anybody go. And I was unprepared for it. I was not doing my job. This was a management failure on my part. I will own that. And I said to myself, this isn't going to happen again. If I have anything I can do about this, this isn't going to happen again. Well, part of the process in this layoff was they gave me a spreadsheet to put everybody on. And it was a stack ranking. Just let me know who's at the top, who's in the middle, who's at the bottom. And from that, we're supposed to make a judgment as to who gets let go. And we did. And I think I had one person that had to be let go in, in that layoff. And it was horrible. I never wanted to do it again. But I'm looking at that spreadsheet in the aftermath and I'm looking at it and saying, I could use this proactively so that I know that I'm operating just as leanly as I can on my team so that I know how productive everyone is, so I know how much knowledge they have, so I know how much what talent they bring to this. So I know how much time on job they've had. And that gave me a calculation to be able to see 
who's in the top of my team, who's in the middle, who's at the bottom. And then I can make decisions about what do I need to help these people at the bottom? Why are they at the bottom? Why are these people in the middle? Why are these people at the top? And how am I going to keep them satisfied to not want to leave? And if they do leave, then do I have somebody to, that's going to fill in and come up from the middle or the bottom to, to come to the top? And then do I really need to rehire somebody um, or can I make it on the, with the group I have? And either way, I'm going to have a great story about every individual on my team and what they're, what they bring currently or what their potential is to bring to my com to my team. And, and what it really helped me do was to see those people at the bottom, if they were going to stay at the bottom and they really had, didn't have potential on my team, then I wanted to help them get to another team or out of the business before the layoff ever had to come. And then I could replace them with somebody who was stronger. I could hire better the next time so that then I had a good story about them. The net effect of this was we went several more years without me ever having to let go of one of my people because I always had the great story the true story to be able to justify their existence and to be able to say, hey, if you take a member of my team, we're going to have a business failure. Somebody else is going to have to take some of the customers from my team because I can't make it without anybody. And I went a bunch of years without ever having to let anybody go. And the next time I had to was the year they also let me go. So there you are. So I wanted to do this episode. I know this year in 2024, we're doing lots of other things to help you love Saturday, Sunday, and all the weeknights just as much as Monday. But this one, I'm going to do some of these episodes in between some of those just so, but just because there are going to be things that come up. And I want you to know if you're a leader or a manager in an organization or head up an organization you can do better in layoffs. And if you want my assistance to guide you through a layoff that you have to do, to guide your managers, to train them, to do the right thing, call me in. I am for hire. I can come help you with this. And if you're a manager who's thinking, oh, this could come up, and you want help with that tool that I use, that stack ranking spreadsheet, I've built one, and it's out on lovemondaylikefriday.com behind the paywall. So you're going to have to sign up for at least the basic membership, and then you can get access to this tool that will help you manage the potential of your team. Anyway, thanks everyone for joining me. I'm glad you could join me this time. I'll talk to you next time. Have a great week, and I hope you love Monday just like Friday, but for a different reason. Talk to you soon.